Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hi guys, have you ever moved across country? Have you ever moved? Change is hard. It doesn't matter what the change is. So I'm moving cross country. I've lived in the South my entire life, right? I have moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Scottsdale, Arizona. And life was, I mean, it's beautiful here. Let's just, let's just lay that down now. It is gorgeous. Exploring the beauty of the West. We come here because my husband lives here. We come here all the time every year and uh, rent an Airbnb and hike and just do all the, the amazing things that uh, the area has to offer. It's beautiful. But when I left Atlanta, I felt like my life had burned to the ground. Now, some of you may feel like that's a little overdramatic, but others who've had that experience before will go, oh, I'll, the problem was I left my friends and my family. It it was hard. I cried. And, you know, the uh, my kids, they go straight to school. And my husband, he goes to work. And then you feel like it's just all there is is boxes. Just you're left with boxes. And so my husband, it's like six months in, he's like, hey, why don't you come to come have lunch with me? And and he's an engineer, you know, he speaks about 42 words by lunch, and I've spoken 10,000, so <laughs> we're very different there. And um, so he's like, have lunch with me. And as soon as he said, girl, how was your day? Are you having a good day? I just start bawling. Because it's like those friends back home, they're like, love you, miss you. And but then after a while, you don't see them, you're not in the day to day then they sort of let you go. It's just how life works. But I had not collected friends yet. And in the process, um, my husband, I'm sitting there crying, and he puts his hands on me. I mean, he's never done this. He puts his hands on me, and he starts praying because he realizes that this is bigger. This is such a God thing that he cannot fix this. So after lunch, I head over to this church, Scottsdale Bible, and they've got an amazing cafe, an area where you can have lunch. And so I am scanning through the shelves and I'm like, Lord, give me a sign. And I look and there's a book. It's called After the Boxes Are Unpacked. This book, I open it up and it says chapter one, a girl's venture from Atlanta, Georgia to Scottsdale, Arizona. It says the title was called From Grits to guacamole. I'm like, are you serious? Am I reading this? Is this real or am I making this up? A girl's journey from Atlanta, Georgia to Scottsdale, Arizona. And I just began to cry because it felt like a book that was custom for me. You know, God's good like that, right? And so I looked this uh, this person up. It was Susan Miller. She actually has a headquarters here. It's called Just Moved. And they're in churches all over the country. They're in satellite locations all over the country. And, and they just help people deal with change. And I had a, a great experience where I was speaking at her event. I was at one of the nonprofits. And I met this incredible 
girl. Her name is Sherry Gregory. She's one of my dearest friends, one of the first people that I met in the area when I first landed in the Valley of the Sun. Y'all, she is a friend collector. She is a connector of people, a person who makes you feel like you are the only one in the room. Who doesn't need a friend like that, right? So everyone needs a Sherry. So I'm going to hand it off to you now. Sherry, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, wow, Stephanie. I'm so happy to be here this afternoon with you. You know, we have been waiting all day for the moms to tune in. And we're all both so glad that you're here with us today listening. We've got some great stories to share about friendship with you. And you might be listening in the carpool line or folding laundry, focusing on all the things that you need to do. But in some ways, I hope that this is the one time in your week that right now today that you can just receive My hope is that you're going to be open to hearing Stephanie and I chat about friendships and finding your tribe to walk through life together. And, you know, whenever the two of us are hanging out together, Stephanie, there's always a story to tell or we're in the process of writing one at the moment. That's right. I mean, where did you get that accent? It's obviously not from Arizona. (laughs) Oh, yes. So I'm I'm from good old Rocky Top, Tennessee. I am a wife to a travel enthusiast and a hardworking husband. He does such a great job planning our family adventures all over the U.S. And, you know, one thing, Stephanie, you and I have in common is that we both enjoy traveling and finding joy in having adventures with our family. And that's one thing that has connected us in our friendship together. But because we travel a lot, you know, my teenage girls often remind me a lot. They're like, Mom, can you and Dad just plan a trip at home so we can hang out in our bedrooms and just (laughs) chill out in our room? Absolutely, teenagers. So I have two beautiful teenage daughters. Both of them are named after Eric Clapton songs, per request of my husband. So (laughs) Layla is a high schooler, and she loves theater class and writing. Stephanie here has been a huge encourager and supporter of my Layla and her desire to write and publish a book one day soon. And that's one thing I love about my friends is that they are always supporting my kids and I, in return, always want to support their kids as well. But Boy, she got to help uh, you during your book launch, Living Your Best Life, when we had it, uh, that big celebration day. And she's also gained a lot of wisdom from you on the ins and outs of the logistics of publishing. So I love that kid. She is going to do great things. I'm taking notes for her as well. I want it from her. I want to make sure that when I get the first copy that she um, gives me her signature as well. (laughs) That's great. Okay, so I also have a middle schooler, Sally, again from the Eric Clapton song, Lay Down Sally. (laughs) She has the kindest heart, and when you see her, guys, she has the cutest, curliest hair you have ever seen. She does. It's the fullest hair I've ever seen. She is a doll. So now these girls are my teenagers now, and 14 and 15 years old, 15 and a half, almost about ready to start getting that driver's permit. But I love my girls dearly, and they truly have become my best friends. 
I'm also a former middle school teacher of almost 10 years, and I have loved spending my days in the classroom with all these young adolescents because their humor and their love for life, and hey, let's just say they're middle schoolers, so their emotions and their passions, that is who they are. And that has made me smile in my life. But right now, today, I happily enjoy waiting in the carpool line, chauffeuring my girls to events, and collecting, connecting, and going on what I like to call field trips with girlfriends that I have met here in the Valley of the Sun here in Arizona. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, friendships. Oh, gosh, I have been at Barnes & Nobles when they sent me an emergency contact request. Yeah. And they were like, um, we need to know who's going to show up for your kids. And I didn't know anybody. I landed here. I didn't know a single person. And I saw this this lady that seemed nice when she walked by. She smiled at me. And I thought, I wonder if I could reach out to her. Would she think I'm crazy if I asked her to be my emergency contact? So looking for friendships, what what does friendship look like to you, Sherry? What's a couple of characteristics? All right. So... Let's talk about the stranger from Barnes & Noble. (laughs) I like to look at friendships are they're a safe place to be. You know, having a friend um, that you can be yourself, that you are accepted just the way you are and in the season of life you are in. Um, And they're just a safe place for you to be. I also like looking at friendships where... We celebrate each other, you know, friends that you can eat together, drink together, you can take, you know, adventures with, take little field trips around town with, ones that ask about your interest and what are the desires of your heart, and they want to celebrate you and your milestones in life, as well as your kids, just like I mentioned before with Layla, like you've been a huge encourager um, with her writing Uh, skills. And, you know, that's such a huge point for me for, you know, friends that I have also celebrate my kids and then I in return get to celebrate theirs as well. You know, God knows that our desires are to be known and to be loved. And having friends that know you and truly want the best for you, that's something to celebrate. Um, Another thing is common interest. You know, a big one for me is having friends with faith. You know, they can encourage you. They can lift you up. All the while, they're sharing a Bible verse or they're reminding me, hey, this dude in the Bible, if he can make it, you can too. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's very interesting because when you look at the characteristics of a friend, I've been in a place before where you first land somewhere and you think you can trust this person and you tell them your heart. You tell them things that maybe you wouldn't usually talk about, maybe postpartum depression or, you know, feeling, um, I don't know, you, you, there's all these things in your life you've got going on with your kids. And, I mean, who's got a teenager that the, the, the teenager doesn't like them, you know? I mean, they just ebb and flow. They're like a puppy dog one minute. They're so sweet. And the next, they're like a persnickety cat, you know, coming out when they smell food. So um, sometimes you share something with a person, and then they take that, and they listen to it, and then they gossip. And so it's very important to choose your friends wisely because we are kind of in a situation where, you know, you need tribe and community, right? You need to feel like you belong. You need to feel like you've got a place to land. So let's talk a little bit about, I I wanted to talk a little bit about differentiating friends for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. So 
There is a Medea. Have you ever heard of Medea? It's uh, the Tyler Perry yes. uh, rendition on YouTube. It's so good. Medea's got the uh, Tree of Life. You should go check it out. It's really great. Anyway, they talk about uh, friends for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. Sometimes we have this a friend that comes in. I've had people call me and say, you know, like we were great friends back in the day, and now I call her and she never answers the phone or she's too busy or whatever. And I'm like, so that's a friend for a season. You know, that's a friend when you were raising your right. babies together, right? We've all had those times, right? Right, absolutely, yes. So we've got the friend for a season. Then there's a friend for a reason. Maybe they're helping you with a, a sick child, or maybe they're they're coming into your life for that moment. Um, I have friends that said, oh, I moved to Arizona because I was dating this guy, you know, and now all these amazing things have happened and my life has opened up. But it's like God puts that person for that person in your in your life for just a moment. Right. And then there's friendships like ours that are a lifetime. And those are just like it doesn't matter where, where you go, what you do. You just pick back up. You know, if it's 20, 20 years later, you just pick back up and run with it. So tell me a little bit about for you, what does it feel like when you have a tribe versus when you don't have a tribe? Um, That's great. And oh, you were lifelong friends. Yeah, we're lifers. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, I'm reminded of the verse in the Bible in Deuteronomy 31.8, and it says, do not be discouraged, for the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. So, you know, when you're asking, what does it feel like to have a tribe? And what does it feel like when you don't? You know, I've been there and I have felt lost and lonely at times in friend groups when I lived in a city for, you know, six or seven years. And I was even sitting in a mom's group and I still felt, you know, that maybe these weren't quite my people. I felt lost. I felt lonely. Um, So I just want to encourage people that, you know, you know, don't give up. Um, So... Stephanie and I met as friends. Obviously, we have in common our southern roots, and we love all things SEC football, reigns. Um, everyone says um, grits. We love our grits. We, yeah, our abs- turnip greens. Absolutely. <laughs> can't think that. So when I met Stephanie, I was volunteering at a Just Moved banquet fundraiser and she mentioned the just moved class that after the boxes are unpacked um, book and so I had taken this class I just put myself out there um, and I had invited a friend to come with me so she could see the excitement and the joy of me having some new friends I really was trying to encourage her to take the class as well and so I volunteered just to pass out name tags, anything that they needed. And when it came time um, for the banquet to begin, we slowly and, and quickly walked back to um, our, a table where my class was sitting at. And they had saved me a seat, but they didn't know that I was bringing another one. And you know me, the more the merrier. That's right. So um, we had to quickly scramble and sit at a table nearby. And I'll tell you what, I was a little discouraged because I was like, I brought her here, you know, to meet some people, to share in the excitement that I was feeling by taking this class and meeting a few new friends. And so I felt a little discouraged as I sat down at that table. I looked around. I knew no one sitting at that table. And um, you know what? All of a sudden, I heard this voice, 
and every other word out of her mouth was, y'all this and y'all that. And I looked over, and there it was. It was you, Stephanie. That crazy girl. You should have run. You should have run, girl. I remember leaning forward and said, who are you and where are you from? And then the little bell dinged and ring. If y'all know Susan Miller, that's how she starts her Just Move classes to get your attention. I thought I was going to pop not being able to talk to you. It's like, oh. <laughs> And I I was like, oh, the timer's up, you know. So I said a quick prayer to God right then. I said, don't let her be in a hurry to leave afterwards, but let us get a chance to talk because she might be the only Southern person that I ever meet right here in this dry desert. Poor, poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had a great time. It was so fun to get to know you. And Sherry is one of these girls that... Everybody has her, she has uh, her text to just, there's like, the list is like a thousand long. And she'll be like, oh, we're going to go on a field trip. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And especially when you land somewhere and there's change is hard and you've got a new season of life where you really do feel like life burned to the ground and you're, you're just by yourself and you're licking your wounds going, sitting on the couch, just like no one's going to knock on your, your door, girl, and be like, you are the best friend that I've ever always wanted. You know, I knew it. They just won't. <laughs> you have to go out there, right? And um, tell us a little bit of story about uh, when we went on a walk with like the field trip, all those girls. You know what? That's right. You know, I, I want to encourage you to like if you feel stuck or you feel alone or, you know, you feel a little unconnected. Let me just say, don't give up, you know, while you are waiting um, and also be actively looking because you never know who God is going to put at your table. Like, for instance, I met you. So you can start encouraging yourself. You know, in First Samuel 30, verse 6, David was greatly distressed. Everything was going wrong in his life. And some of the closest people near him, they were bitter. They even talked about doing away with him. So he turned to the Lord and he encouraged himself. So, you know, I want to just encourage you to, you know, find some scripture verses, encourage yourself, maybe listen to some praise and worship music and lift yourself up. And just know that you um, are looking for um, people in your life that, you know, Stephanie, you said in your book right here, I've got living your best life right here with me. You said in chapter one, by the way, it's called finding your tribe. So you have a lot of great tips in here. You gave a quote. Do you see what your quote is? Mm -hmm. It's Tim Ferriss. It says, you are the average of the five people you most associate with. And, you know, honestly, I want to be the lowest common denominator in that group. I want them. I want them to be my mentors and people who bring me along and who are experts. And they're just like, girl, we want to help you. So I want to surround myself with that. And I want to remind you too. look at your five friends. Think about who do you associate yourself with? Who are those five people? Girl, you might need to get out of that group. You might need to let some people go. You might need to grab some new ones. But just assess that today because when you look at the average of the five, you were the average. Okay. All right. Back to you, girl. Absolutely. You are. And I like to have people that are in my circle of friends that I can, you know, that inspire me. 
you know, um, and that I can look up to. And maybe they're already walking with, since I have teenagers in middle school and high school, they're walking the life of kids who are finished in college and, you know, kind of that young married stage. And so I also enjoy having friends who are right there at that same stage with me. You know, we can call and find out like, hey, when's the next gathering or when's the activity going with the kids? Do they have a half a day today? You know, and then I also like to have some who maybe have a step of kids who are, you know, coming out of that elementary age so that maybe I can pour into them, you know. So I want to be a friend that can also pour into somebody else and so that we're all growing and helping each other. When I first moved here to Arizona, I had heard somebody from my church back home mention the Just Mood class. And so it was always in the back of my mind to take that class, you know, when I got here to look it up because it's internationally um, um, you know, provided around the country. You can look it up, justmood.org, and find a class near you. And so, but I had met, before the class started, I met a few moms at um, like a boohoo breakfast, a back to school thing, you know, and they were really nice. We set up a few um, friend dates, I guess you would call them, you know, because you're kind of dating to see, like you said, are these going to be the right people for you to hang out with? We went to Starbucks a couple times, really got to know each other. And um, we became really good friends. I invited all of them to take the class with me so that we could, you know, see what it's about, maybe make some new friends and kind of get our circle growing. But none of them were able to take the class. So I thought to myself, Maybe I'm doing pretty good so far. You know, maybe I don't need anybody else. You know, maybe this is, you know, this is good enough for me. I've been here a couple months. But then the verse kept tugging at my mind, Ephesians 3.20. And it says, Now to God who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. And I knew deep down in my heart that there just might be something more in my move here. And so I walked into that class. I took a seat. And next to um, the lady I sat next to, the mama, she was holding a little small, like, eight-month-old baby boy. And y'all, I can tell you now, I can look back and I can laugh now at myself for even not considering going because that mama Melissa became one of my best friends you know my girls see her kids as like little cousins I just tell you it's it overflows you know my friends become my children's their children become friends with each other and then I love it because when I find out that you know what their spouses do I'm like oh I just met somebody else and their husband is also this and I just love bringing and connecting that together yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about that uh, van story because I know. Oh yes, I was there. This was so funny. Oh yes, so um, so as I got to meet quite a few people in that just moved class, um, it was it was amazing. God just really worked well and uh, gave me some really close dear friends by ta- putting myself out there and taking that class. And when I met Stephanie at the banquet. She invited me to like a birthday lunch that she was having the next week. 
And then in return, like I said, friendship is a give and take. So in return, I invited her to meet um, with some of my friends, and we all went on a walk together. And as we were walking together, um, we just kind of wandered around, got a little lost, went a couple of miles. It's beautiful out here with the weather. And then one of the moms said, oh, my goodness, I have an appointment. I have to pick up one of my kids, and I have to get back. And so... I was like, well, there was some other moms that were going to meet us here halfway at a coffee shop. And so I got on my phone. I texted somebody and was like, hey, you know, Heidi, can you give us a ride if we make it back here just in time so you can drive them back to their car? And Stephanie, you're watching all of this go down. Everybody's scrambling. You know how moms do. We scramble at things. And what did you say? Yeah, it was funny because I had, you know, it was like Uber. She just called somebody and out of the blue, this mom with a cape come flying in on her minivan, you know, and we ended up just diving in the car. I mean, I I was sitting in a car seat, a kid's car seat, <laughs> and we just rolled with it. We had the best time. So pray for your friends. Actionable steps that I would say is just to reach out. Be the first person, you know, when you go to a conference to talk to somebody, to tell them um, to say hi. Just be that first person. Go to your kids' activities. Uh, go to a book club. Join tennis. Do something to reach out. Don't sit on the couch, okay? I'm going to pray for you real quick. Lord, help me to reach out and find my tribe. Help me to find those people whom I can trust. To be, uh, Help me to be my own dream defender and believer that because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, I have nothing to prove. I've always been enough in your name. So, hey, mamas, look, we are better together. It's time to create the change to be the change. So go to Stephanie Pletka, P-L-E-T-K-A, stephaniepletka.com, and subscribe for tips and hacks on living a happier life, a happier, freer, unstuck life. Grab a copy of Stephanie's book or download the Audible for Moms on the Go. And for show notes, read those. Let's see, go to justmove.org and check them out. Okay, guys, here's to living your best mom life. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka.